It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans, and welcome to Locked On Wizards Podcast. It's your host, the world at all, and my guy, Brandon Scott. And today we have a special guest, Wizards Mafia. We're going to break down the first 10 games of the Wizards season. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. Thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. And today we have a special, special guest from State of the Wizards podcast, my guy Wizards Mafia on Twitter. How you feeling today, man? What's going on, guys? I feel really good, man. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. So before we get started, how did how did you and um, DC Hoopla on Twitter? How did you guys get started with the podcast? When did you guys become Wizards fans as well? Man, let me tell you, me and me and uh, K Jose DC Hoopla, man, we've been talking Wizards hoops for almost like almost twenty years. Uh, when we met each other back in two thousand and four, you know, we were in that Gilbert Arenas phase. Uh, but it was good. It was good energy because we were uh, on the verge of making the playoffs. So when we met, we met at a time where, you know, you know, we were we were it was good energy. And so we were able to talk Wizards hoops, talk playoffs every year, you know, 2000, what, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007 and so on and so forth. And every year from that point, you know, we we were like, man, you know, I just wish we can you know, talk, talk, you know, Wizards hoops in front of people as much as we talk it. Uh, we always wished we we were, we had this platform to talk Wizards hoops like what we're doing tonight with you guys. 
Definitely for sure. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of us out there. So we are we are coming up with more Wizards content and, and you, there's more <laughs> Wizards fans out there than what people think for sure. So um just want to get your thoughts on the two games that happened, the Grizzlies game and the and the um the Wizards win against the Hornets. What stood out to you about those games and what were your thoughts on Jordan Goodwin's performance um in those two games? And do you think he should deserve the opportunity to start? Oh man, look, I love Jordan Goodwin, man. I think I think he's to me, he's the energy that this team absolutely needed. It was like they found that 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 diamond in the rough, you know, with Jordan Goodwin. Um, I think that you know, for someone like if you look at if you look at this team right now, I almost feel like Wes is trying to find something. Like he, you know what I mean? Like he, you could tell with the rotations and and how we play in the half court, he's not getting that energy. You know, and, and it seems like guys are just not feeding off of each other. And so Jordan Goodwin comes in and he gives us that ball of energy that we need. And for me personally, I think that's somebody you have to implement in the starting lineup because that's that's the jolt. That's the energy that the starting lineup needs. Um, as far as the Grizzlies game, you know, we got a great showing from Rui off the bench. Great showing from um, Gafford. Gafford gave us some good minutes. And um you know, Jordan Goodwin. Jordan Goodwin came in and, and played great defense on John Morant. Uh, I think that, you know, again, somebody like that, you you know, in the very next game against uh, Charlotte, you know, give him, you know, reward him for how he played, you know, in the, in, in the Memphis game. Re- re- reward these guys. Reward Rui as well. And, um, you know... I, I like the showing. I like I like what these guys gave us. And and that's the again, that's the energy. The energy that Jordan Goodwin gave us against Memphis, it just rolled over into the to the Charlotte game. hundred percent. I mean, the guy went hundred percent from the field, seven for seven from the field. I mean, for him to come up from the G League, undrafted out of St. Louis. I mean, he is that diamond in the rough that the Wizards are looking for. I mean, he's not scared of the moment up against Jaw, Terry Rozier. Right. I mean, we, we don't win this game without him. So, I mean, about the starting lineup, I know, um, you know, they brought Monte Morris in to start. So, and I know him and Wes, you know, they had that relationship. But I know Wes, you know, going forward, he may have to make some tough decisions. So, but it's not always about who starts, you know, it's about who finishes the game. You know, the long right when he comes back, he'll probably finish too. So, um, yeah, definitely. So, it's, it's interesting. I do think that Jordan Gooden, even if he doesn't start, he definitely deserves at least you know, 20 to 25 minutes a game. I mean, the guy is is de- definitely what we needed with DeLon right there. So, yeah. um, and and see, that's another thing. You, re- you raise a good point. So let's just say, you know, he's starting and he's getting those reps. And, you know, he's a defensive-minded player as well. When DeLon comes back, now you got that one-two punch. You got that defensive-minded player in the starting lineup who's getting used to his role. And then you have DeLon coming back you know, in his defensive role on the bench. And I think that would just be a great tandem. When one guy goes off defensively, the other guy comes in, you're not getting a drop off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was getting pressure in the paint too, which is kind of what we've been looking for from Monte. I know Monte, that's not really his game. His game is kind of the mid range game, getting guys set up in their sets, which is fine. But for what this team needs, they just need somebody to get in the paint. Gafford needs it. Um, Porzingis needs uh, other guys need them to help them out and set them up for easier shots. And I thought Jordan Goodwin did a really good job of doing it. He had a beautiful pass to Porzingis to finish the game off where Porzingis dunked it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. 
How about you, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, John Goodwin, man. I mean, he was that spark plug we needed. You know, we needed a spark plug. You know, you you hit uh, you you made a comment about uh, Monte Morris not being that guy driving the lane. And one of the things we were looking forward to this season was one the pace being pushed faster. You know, Bradley Bill has yeah. proven that when he has a point guard that can distribute, drive the lane, and open up the offense, that's where he's successful. You know, John Wall years is a spot up guy. You know, the one year of Russell Westbrook. You know, look, season high. You know, he was all all NBA that year. So, you know, I was hoping that, you know, Monte would come in and kind of push the pace, add a little more stability to the point guard position. He's been underwhelming in my opinion. You know, he's just, his shot has been inconsistent. You know, he's just hesitant to drive the lane, you know, yeah. and the first couple of games he was distributing the ball. But then after that, it's just, you know, you're looking at nights where it's two, three assists. And when you're the yeah. starting point guard, I'm looking for more than that, man. You know, especially when you're surrounded by shooters, you know, Bradley yeah. Bill has his shot kind of took a nosedive a little bit. Yeah. You know, but you still got Coos. You know, you got KP, where, you know, KP can be a little, you know, he sticks on the three a little bit too much. But, right, you know, right. so, you know, Monte, he's, I think, you know, we touched on this the last episode, man. I think he's, you know, to a certain degree, playing himself out of the position. Because Jordan Goodwin, you know, if you look at the two acquisitions that made the most impact this year was uh, DeLon Wright and, and Jordan Goodwin. A go-go yeah. guy. And, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at so, the point of our position, yeah. At his Yeah, point. I mean. They just—they've been that spark plug, both of them defensively and just the energy, man. And it's just, you know, you—you right. you wouldn't think that Delon Wright would be such a hit to this team, but yeah. look at us, man. I mean, our defense took a nosedive, so you know that's what I think, man. I think Jordan Goodwin, you know, if he consistently puts up nights like this, you know, you have to ask that question: Is it time to start him over Monte? Yeah, um, <clears throat> absolutely. I think that. Um, you know, like you said, Monte's playing himself out of that position because, you know, he was rewarded that position just based off of his relationship with Wes Unsell Jr. So if you think about it, he hasn't really had to prove anything, you know, where, you know, you got guys that are hungry, that that want that job. So, you know, Monte is kind of like the guy that was given something, but, you know, maybe he didn't really earn it. You see what I'm saying? So, other guys that's playing behind him, they're making him, they're they're kind of exposing him in a sense at that position. They're they're out, they're really outplaying him at that position, to be honest with you. Now you brought up a good point. I mean, and a really good point. I didn't really think about that. But yeah, I mean, the fact that he was brought in, you know, he's got the familiarity with Wes's system. You know, yeah. look, Jordan Goodwin's hungry. Look, when when you when you're hungry and you're trying to eat. Look, you move a little bit faster, man. You play a little hard. You know what I mean? He's he's playing hard because he's yeah. You know he's trying to get that bag, man. He's trying to get that contract. So now nah, I, I love his energy, man. You know I, I love what I see from Jordan Goodwin, man. He's just he's just like I said, he's that spark plug that we needed. That you know we needed it because Monte just wasn't providing the energy, man. Yeah, he's got that dog in him. I mean, he he picked up a tech. It shouldn't have been a tech, but you know he picked up a tech. We love the energy that he showed out there, um, and he rebounds the I ball. I like the tech, honestly. I, I like it too. <laughs> because I, I feel like we got a team full of good guys. That is true. Like, like yeah, but what did he do to earn the tech? Because like, it looked like he like clapped his hand. Yeah, it's like, come on, man, let him play. Like, come on. He just came from the league. I mean, score it. Come on, man. Let, you know, let him play. I don't, that's, you know. that's the NBA now. If you dunk, <laughs> if you dunk on somebody, you can't yell in the face. So that's that's the NBA for you right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, Jordan provided a spark. So you know, stock up, stock down. I would say stock up for Jordan Goodwin. Stock down right now for Monte Morris, but you know we'll see. Uh, Monte had a clutch bucket at the end of the game, so we're going to need all our guys to contribute for sure. 
Um, but before we get to the next question, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. When I was looking for a job, when I was coming coming out of college, I used LinkedIn all the time. So I know how easy it is, how effective it is. Um, and it really works. It really helps out. So this is how it works for people who are looking to hire people. Then you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. And also, thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now, check out Locked On NBA. Check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, and um, Brandon, you can go ahead. All right. So, if you look at the three main phases of Bradley Beal's career, right, when he first started, you know, the spot-up shooter, J-dubbed era, you know, coming out of Florida, you know, and then he evolved. You know, the, um, if you look at him that one year with uh, Russell Westbrook, more of a playmaker, uh, more of a scorer, and, you know, all-time, you know, career high in, in points. And then you look at Bradley Bill now where he's the franchise guy, the Supermax guy. So out of all these three eras, 
what would you say is his ceiling and what would you say is his is is his bottom line yeah i call him bankroll because he's he's the 251 million dollar guy now (laughs) (laughs) um so look i mean you know bill's bill bill's ceiling is now like i think he doesn't get any better than this i think we've seen the best of Bradley Bill. I mean, let's just call it what it is. We've seen the progression up until this point. And we paid him based off of what he's already done, not what he can do. So me personally, I think that we've seen the best of Bradley Bill. But do I think that, you know, he he can't hit another gear? Like, let's say when the games matter, you know, I think I think Bill really wants the big stage. Um, the question is, does he get it here? Like, cause I, cause one thing about Bill for me is he's always showing up when the lights are the brightest, right? So we've never had a problem with, you know, Bill showing up in the playoffs. Um, but regular season is kind of like you get the coast, you get the coast bill. Bill knows what he can do. So I think Bill really wants the big stage to really you know to really give us you know more than what he what he's capable of of giving us like i don't know what that looks like to be honest with you you know but we've seen the 50 point games we've seen the 30 points per game average over a year like i think this is i think we're watching you know the best of bill yeah i agree i i agree because if you look at you know john wall and russell westbrook those are two guys who are alpha dogs. They're, you know, the point guards, they're gonna they're gonna push you. You know, there's a lot of friction in the early years between John Wall and Bradley Bill. You know, alpha dogs always gonna have butt heads. You know, it's just he had point guards who made him accountable. They pushed him. You know, they brought the be- the best out of him. Russell Westbrook brought the best out of him, just pushing the pace. And you know, you can't say enough about the you know the John Wall years, but you know, with him being the guy, being the number one option, being the orchestrator, yeah, I think this is the ceiling because you know. We and me and Ed talk about it all the time. You know, they keep ever since Russ, you know, was traded to the Lakers, we keep trying to find these combo guards who miraculously overnight are going to turn into starting point guards, and it never works out. You know, we we waited for Spencer Dinwiddie, the longest trade ever, and it took like half the teams to get it completed, and then it just it didn't work out. You know, they slowed the pace down, and it, it's it's not how Bradley Bill works. And well, you know, you look at Monte Morris, there was hope that he could push the pace. And he just hasn't, you know, and he hasn't attacked the basket. And that's just, you know, when they when you attack the basket, you're opening up the offense. You know, you you got, especially when you got shooters surrounding you, mm-hmm. drive the lane, drive the lane. You get into the free throw line, you're opening up shooters on the, on the perimeter. So I just, I don't understand why he's hesitant. I mean, because if you look at the paint, we're rocking in the paint. You know, KP's rocking. You know, we, you know, right. points in the paint, we're, you know, consistently we're outscoring them. So, you know, Bradley Bill, I don't think it's time to panic yet, but will you see him take that step towards being a top tier or a second tier player? I don't know. You know, last year he, you know, it was a down year for him. His three point percentage went down, you know, his seat, you know, so far this season, he hasn't looked the same. And his three point is still, he's still working on his three point shot. You know, he's more of a mid range guy, more of a DeRozan type player now. And I, you know, and I, I get it, the analytics, you know, I don't, I really don't get into that, but you know, look, the mid range works when you're hitting it. So, <laughs> you know, right. whatever, but, Right. You know, it's it's really tough to see because, man, time and again, I, I fear this is going to turn into another arenas or wall situation where, you know, we paid them the money and then it's just like, wow, man, you know, we sit around for the next three or four years, you know, trying to 
you know, filter out the young Vesleys and trying to find these guys. And, you know, I just, I don't want to go through that again, but I fear it because, you know, and I'm gonna get on Tommy real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, Tommy, his trade game is on point. I'll give him that, you know, just to get John Wall's contract, flip it for Rust and flip it for, you know, three guys where, you know, you ended up getting further assets for two out of three. And yeah. then you found a foundation, you know, in, in uh, Kyle Kuzma, but for him to turn around and get right back into a supermax, man, I was just, come on, man. I mean, well, Gilbert Arenas. Like, like he didn't, yeah, it's like he didn't learn, right? Because wasn't that the problem with John Wall's contract? Wasn't that the problem? Wasn't that the issue? It was what we paid John Wall and how long, you know, John Wall was under that contract. And we gave it to him coming off of an injury. We did the exact th- same thing with with uh, with Bradley Bill. So I don't think that he's really learning from from those things. Now, I think people are putting more into it, you know, with Bill than they were with Wall because people was just tired. of. I think people were just tired of the Wall Bill experiment. Right. So, you know, it was and Wall was injured. You know, people was saying the things that they were saying about Wall. But um, I, I don't. I think people are putting more into it with Bill and they're like, this is the guy, this is, this is who, who can get us over the, over the top. And to be honest with you, where's the proof of that? There's no, there's no proof that, 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 that works. Like what we're doing is we're literally changing the guard every year to see if it works around Bradley Bill, but there's no proof. Um, the only proof is the one season with Russ. But even if you look at that season, we were 34 win team and it took a play in for us to get into the playoffs. No, I agree. I mean, how long are we going to wait for him to be the guy? You know, I mean, I can go outside right now and I can tap my SUV and I hope it's a Mercedes. <laughs> but man, look, have fun with that. You know, it's just. How long are we going to wish this guy is going to be something he's not? Especially the older he gets, he's going to decline. You know, we're right. still waiting on him to be the guy. You know, right. It's just, you know, that's the biggest mystery is that, you know, Gilbert Arenas, his, his situation curtailed this franchise for a while. You yeah. know, and then we, you know, and then you can't really put too much, you know, hooray for drafting John Wall and Bradley Bill because in that position, who else are you going to get? I mean, right. it was pretty obvious picks, you know. Right. So I'm not going to give him credit for that either. But, right. you know, to, to turn around and get right back in the same situation with John Wall. And, and then you get out of his contract, you flip Russ, which I didn't think was going to be possible. And, you know, LA's feeling that a little bit. But the turnaround and do that is just, especially with him potentially declining, I think is maybe could be a red flag, especially the further you go into this season. What do you think, E? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's it just starts from the top down. I mean, you know, Ted Leonsis, he, he's a big fan of Bradley Bill. I know Bradley Bill's a great guy on and off the court. And then Tommy Shepard, you know, who is an understudy of Ernie Grenfell, who made similar moves that you brought up with John Wall and Gilbert Arenas. So um, Bradley Bill's a great player, but I, I think he's a number two. I think he's a really good number two. He would be a great number two option on a championship team. Um, I do want to see him get better in the clutch where he has turned the ball over a lot in late game situations where he's, you know, he's tripped over his feet. He's fumbled the ball. Some of that's on, you know, should he really be bringing the ball up and handling the basketball when we need more of a natural point guard that can get to the basket and create pressure on the rim. But yeah, he's just, he's showing that he's, he's just not that he's not a number one guy, but I think he's a great player. He has regressed from the three point line. And I think his game, like you said, Brandon is, 
it's starting to become somewhat just like a DeMar DeRozan type of game where it is a mid-range game where he's just getting to the basket where he's not even shooting. He hasn't really shot many threes this season because he knows that's just not his strength anymore. And he's, he has changed his game. He has tried to get to the basket more and just shoot mid-range shots. Um, and a lot of step-back jumpers. That's that's his go-to move. Yeah, it kind of goes to Brandon. I don't mean to cut you off, but it, it, it does go to Brandon's point that the reason why you're not seeing that bill anymore is because John Wall used to give him, he used to mm -hmm. set him up. Right. So Bill was a much better spot up three point shooter with wall than he is right now trying to force those shots off the dribble. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. So can they get a point guard, you know, because they're, they're finding out Monte, he's, he's not the, he's not, he's probably not the best fit they found last year. They brought in a guy to play point guard. That's not a point guard. Who's a combo guard who, you know, we're going to be playing on Thursday. We'll talk about that later. Um, but, I mean, they, they just – they went through a, a, a carousel of point guards trying to fit next to him ever since they let go of John Wall. We talked about Tim Frazier, Shabazz Napier, Isaiah Thomas, Mighty IT, and it, it just hasn't worked out next to Brad. So it's like how many times are you going to try this formula and it doesn't work? You know, how many times can you keep trying it and it, it just doesn't work? So, you know – I mean, it, uh, what's the saying where you 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 get fooled once and you fool me again? That kind of saying type thing. Yeah. So I mean, Brad, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I think he, he's a multi-time All Star, but is he a guy that's going to lift you over the top and be a number one option on a championship team? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's yet to be seen. Like like you said, the whole trial by error thing, man. It's 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 crazy to me. Like you know, John Wall. We we don't factor in John Wall is one of the guys that we tried with Bradley Bill. People don't people don't factor that factor that in. They say, well, Bill's had Yeah, you still there? Yeah. So he he yeah, he was talking about how yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, you know, um we don't ever really factor that in. So Wall is Wall is uh, the first guy we tried with Bill, right? And then, you know, uh, Russ, and then Dinwiddie, and now KP. Yeah, I mean, the very definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over. And yeah, that's, <laughs> what, I was, that's <laughs> what I was saying. Basically. Basically. That's what I was saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how many times you got to stub your toe to when <laughs> you might want to walk a different way? I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> before we move on, Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and, and analysis. I'm going to use it on Sunday. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, we got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts such as this one, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're, we are always the fastest and easiest way to get in your betting fix. Head to, bet, to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game this is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. 
J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So, um, I think before we wrap up this episode, we have some over and under Z. Yeah, we're going to do a stock up, stock down. So, if you just had to say three players where you saw their stock rose this season so far, um, and then, you know, it could be a coach, it could be players. Who who have you seen their stock kind of go down over the first 10 games of the season? Um, Let's see, stock's going down. I'm going to have to go with Gafford. Mm-hmm. Gafford's stock went down. Over the last two games, though, I think he's kind of made up for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially the Kevin Durant crossover. Yeah, I'm going to go he's with uh, yeah, the Kevin Durant crossover. I don't know. <laughs> Gas my god My Homeboy was dancing I'm going to say Monte Morris is definitely one Because I think the expectations for Monte coming in Was a little higher and he's not meeting Those expectations so I'd definitely say him And um, You know The last, the last one uh, You know I'm going to have to I mean, do we have to say this, Johnny Davis? Like, do I have to say that? I don't. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it. It just. He, you know, he was supposed to contribute in some way, right? I mean, is am I tripping? I thought you know him being the tenth pick, he was gonna come in, he was gonna give us something. But you know, he's in the G League and he did get caught up yesterday. But I don't think I don't think West played him. Um, yeah, those are my three guys. I'm. A, I'm gonna go with right now mm. yeah stock down for me is is monte um i would go with west Unsell jr honestly um yeah. we, we just haven't seen any improvement defensively man we're what we moved up from 25th in defense rating to like 18 but you yeah. know he's bought here to be a defensive minded guy and i just haven't seen it. i thought he was you know he was a defensive guru with the nuggets uh as their assistant coach you know coaching up Jokic and jeremy grant on that nuggets team jamal murray they did a great job they upset the clippers in the bubble and West Huntsville Jr. was a big part of that, but I just haven't seen it here. We still have the same problems that we saw with, um, you know, previous coaches here like Scott Brooks. Um, the defense really hasn't been any better. The 42-point loss to the Nets uh, yeah. was disappointing. That's a, that's a home record loss in the year before. We had the loss against the Clippers where we had a 35-point lead. That's a record-setting loss, too. So West Huntsville Jr. has two record-setting losses under his belt. Um, and Not just – Right, and it's it's the adjustments, and I think the honeymoon period is over with. Players complaining about the offense being a little too slow and clunky. So um, I still believe in Wes. I'm rooting for Wes. I just want to see a little bit more from him, and I, I think he's I think he's a better coach than what he showed so far. Hmm. Stock down three players. Huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do one player, and I'm gonna hit the hit the front office a little bit. Player wise, Monte easy. You know, he was brought in to be the guy, and he's shown that maybe he's the guy in Denver. You know, maybe he's just – he's the, that bench point guard. You know, he he hasn't done enough to warrant that starting role right now. And I think that Jordan Goodwin, the, the better he plays, and with DeLon Wright coming back and DeLon kind of picking it back up, you know, he could be gone by the deadline. Now, I think if you look at contract-wise, I think he's still guaranteed up to next season, through next season. So, you know, 
that could be a factor, especially when we have a few guys that we were hoping to extend. So um, number two, hmm. I'm going to bite off you, E, West Sunset. Look, the offense has got to stop being so stagnant. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's too slow. You got to pick the pace up. You've got to pick up the transition. Is You know, you catch the defense off guard. You open up shooters the faster you play. Driving the lane, you get to the free throw line. I mean, it's just it's a win-win. I don't understand why they're so stagnant, why they're so slow. I, I, I don't get it. And number three, man, Tommy. Tommy, come on, man. Find a point guard. Stop playing around. <laughs> find a point guard. You know, look, how many combo guards we want to try to convert? Like, come on, man. You know, <laughs> so that's that's my three. And, and can I say this real quick? And my thing is, is like his offense isn't just stagnant. Like you got guys spread out on 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 the three point line. Right. But we're the third worst three point shooting team in the league. Mm. And and we haven't at least I don't think that we've acknowledged that we're a poor three point shooting team yet. Um, last night, I think we only shot like 18 or 19 threes. So at least, you know. I was saying to myself watching the game, okay, maybe they've acknowledged it, that they're not as good from the three-point line as they think that they are, but they still run the offense that way. You still have that spread offense, and you're expecting that guy to drive and kick it, and then a shot goes up, brick, you know? So um, it, maybe they need to change that entire that entire uh, strategy because it's, it's right now that's not who we, we need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I said last night, me and Brandon, I, I said stop shooting them. I said, honestly, I'm thinking we should limit ourselves to 15 threes a game because it's just not our thing. We went eight for 41 against the Grizzlies. This is just ridiculous. It's just not our identity. I think we need to find an identity. I think our identity is giving the ball to Chris Epps in the post or, yeah. you know, pick and roll right now with Jordan Goodwin, getting open guys cutting to the basket, Rui with his mid-range game. Um, and that's just our calling, running the floor, lobs to Gafford here and there. Uh, I think that's just our calling card. We're just not a good three-point shooting team, and I don't think we need to force it. When the Grizzlies, we were coming back against Memphis, getting to the basket, not by shooting threes. Exactly, we settling for threes, and exactly. was, if you a missed three is a leading, John Moran's going to get the rebound. You know what he's going to do with it? He's going to zoom right up to the court, right up to the, to, to their basket, and they're going to finish. So, I mean, I I would I would definitely shoot less threes. 41 threes should be inexcusable, and West should never let that happen. But, um, yeah, stock down. I, I would say Denny, I just want to see him improve shooting the three. That's not his game either. I know they're trying to make him into a 3 and D guy. We'll probably talk about him a little bit more later extensively. Um, but who's who's some stock up guys for you? Uh, stock up guys, I'm going to go with, um, let's see. I, 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 I like, well, right now I'm going to say that uh, Porzingis stock is up for sure. Um, I like, uh, let's see. Well, I, 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 you know, for me, I think that, you know, Will Barton is kind of surprising, you know, his stock isn't like all the way up, but it's kind of surprising. I think I expect a little less from Will, but he's kind of giving me a little bit more and DeLon Wright, obviously he's out, but, you know, that would be my other my other guy because I think that, you know, when he was healthy, obviously he was the difference maker. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Stock up. Got to say KP. You know, he's healthy. He's got the beard rolling. I mean, he's, he's playing at a high level. He's playing at an all-star level. He has picked up the slack. Now, I want to say Kuzma, but Kuzma has been inconsistent, you know, but when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. You know, Kuzma, right. but... At his size, 
you know, his ability to drive the lane. And so a lot of these layups, man, these are contested layups that he's scoring with ease. So I'm going to go ahead and say Kuz because Kuz is, you know, he's had some off games, but collectively two out of the three of the solid three, they've been solid in the absence of Bradley Bill. So mm-hmm. those those are my two. Now you want to say Barton, but, you know, Barton has been, his shot hasn't been dropping lately, but you kind of want to say, Bar- say Barton because he, on that second unit, he's been golden, man. So, yeah, yeah I'm with I- you. I still I don't really complain about him. Like, that's the thing. I, you know, I'm trying to find something, but I can't really find. <laughs> yeah, I think Barton's helped out for sure. Um, you know, he's had some good games as that six man, bringing down guys one on one. Only thing, he does take some tough shots, but he makes tough shots. So there's going to be some shots where it's like, no, no, don't shoot it, but he's knocking it down. Trigger so, happens. Yeah, he yeah so. Yeah, he can't. He definitely can. So that's just a part of the nature of being that six man, that gunner coming off the bench. Um, stock up, obviously, Jordan Goodwin for him to come from the G League and play like that or, you know, be called up or I mean, he actually he did make the roster this year. So him to be undrafted out of St. Louis, just his story coming up and contri- just going perfect from the field seven for seven. And that's hard to do um, and contributing to win. So his stock up is for me. Um, like you said, DeLon Wright, just to see how bad the defense is without him just shows how good of a defensive player he is. I wouldn't have expected our defense to really just rely on one guy like that in the long right. So it's 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 a good thing and, and a bad thing that our defense is really heavily relying on Delon. Um and I, I think Rui these last two games, man. Rui has impressed me. I know he's been inconsistent. Yeah. Um you're you're gonna get some games where he's not aggressive, and then there's some games where he's really aggressive or where he's not shooting well. He might have some lapses on defense and not rebound like the way you want him to. It's a contract year for him, but I think the last two games he's really stepped up and that block at the end of the game was huge for me. That's something that I want to see more from Rui. Yeah. And I think we nitpick Rui. Like, I think you got people out there, they want him to do this and do that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, what he does well for us is he provides that, that right now that much needed offensive spark off the bench. And, you know, he's not a, he's not a, um, a point guard, right? So he's going to turn the ball over, but people expect him to, be able to handle the ball. And I'm like, you know, that's not in Rui's game. That's not who he is. Uh, so, you know, I think we need to, I think maybe we we have too high of expectations for certain individuals. Um, but, you know, Rui's definitely one of those people that I think can live into it. It's just whether or not uh, he, he, he gets that opportunity to do it every night. And when he does, he needs to take advantage of it. Yeah, totally agree. I think, you know, like like he said, you know, they really need to find their individual identities. And once everybody knows the role, I think they will be a better team going forward. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up tonight. This is part one of the two part series. <laughs> so for the viewers and listeners who aren't going to catch part two, do you have anything you want to plug real quick? Uh, just make sure you uh, support uh, Wiz, Wiz Takes at Wiz's Mafia on Twitter. Also follow my man DC Hoopla and be sure to uh, catch us at State of Wizards on YouTube. And I really appreciate you guys inviting me on. Uh, and, um, you know, go Wizards. Yes, sir. Definitely check them out, y'all. Definitely check them out. So thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Definitely like and subscribe. Check out me and my dude. The Real Ed Oliver on Twitter and Instagram. Everybody have a good night and peace. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.